What is it? See if you can figure out what it is. I don't think it'll be too difficult. We all have it. We all live in it. We all use it. But we also misuse it. We sometimes take it for granted. We work in it. We play in it. We never seem to have enough of it. We can't stop it or move it along more quickly, even if we'd like to. We all waste, at least some of it, and at the end of our lives we will have unequal amounts of it. You may end up with more of it than I end up with, I may end up with more of it than you end up with. There's no guarantee one way or the other. So what is it? It, of course, is time, one of God's greatest gifts to us on this earth, the gift of time. On that note, the message of today's second reading and gospel can be summed up in this one line. The homily will be a little longer than the one line, but you can sum it all up in this way. One sentence. When our lives on this earth are finished and we enter eternity, all that will matter is what we have done or not done with our time. In today's Gospel, Jesus our Lord and Savior talks about the end of time, the end of the physical world as we know it. And incidentally, what he says here about the end of the world also applies to the moment of our physical death, if we don't happen to survive until the Lord's second coming. Now, what Jesus indicates here, sad to say, is that a lot of people are not going to be ready for the event, for the end, when it finally does occur. And notice what he says about these men and women who are not prepared. He compares them to the people of Noah's time, back in the book of Genesis, who were not ready for the great flood when it happened. He says this about them. They were eating and drinking marrying and giving in marriage. Now to me that's a surprising line of scripture because I would have thought that Jesus would have said these people who weren't ready were fornicating and committing adultery and murdering one another and doing all kinds of vile, horrible, evil things. But that's not what he says. All he says is that they were eating drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage. None of which is intrinsically evil. At least I hope none of those things is evil. Because I like to eat. <laughs> Got to eat to live. Or live to eat, depending on who you are and your tastes. These are ordinary, everyday things that Jesus mentions. So what was the Lord's point? Well, very simply, his point was, these people were going about their ordinary daily activities, their daily business, with little or no regard for the condition of their immortal souls. In other words, they were misusing the time, the gift of time that God had given to them on this earth. They were wasting their precious gift of time by not working on their relationship with God. 
And yes, it's true, they were doing some important things, some necessary things. That's right. But they were also ignoring what was most important in life. Consequently, they weren't ready for the flood when it happened. Had they spent some of their time repenting and helping Noah to build the ark, and had they been on the ark when the rains began, their personal stories would have ended a lot differently. They would have been ready. This is the first Sunday of Advent. This Sunday of the year, I think, is a day for us to reflect in a serious way on our use of time, this precious gift God has given to us. St. Paul says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 that we are tri-dimensional as human beings. We are body, soul, and spirit. And that means something. Because we are tri-dimensional, this means that in addition to helping others and fulfilling our daily duties, we should be using our time to address those three dimensions of our human personhood. Our bodies, our souls, which here can signify our intellectual and emotional life, and our spirits. The spiritual part of us is that part of us that can relate to God, that can enter into a personal, loving relationship with the creator of the universe. So here are a few questions to reflect on during the upcoming week, here at the beginning of Advent. Ask yourself today, what am I doing or what am I not doing to maintain good physical health. Our bodies, Scripture says, are temples of the Holy Spirit. We should take appropriate care of them through diet, exercise, etc. We shouldn't be excessive about it. That's the cult of the body. But we should have a regard for our physical well-being. These bodies were given to us by the Lord. We are to be good stewards of them. And this is a good question for the beginning of this season of the year because this is the cookie season, is it not? and the eggnog season, and all those other wonderful things that we put in our bodies at this time of the year. So what am I doing to maintain good physical health? What am I doing or not doing to maintain good emotional and intellectual health, especially as that relates to my Catholic faith? For example, when was the last time I read a book or an article, or just watched a program on EWTN that helped me to learn more about my Catholic religion? You know, as Catholics, we need to be using some of our time every week to grow in the knowledge of our faith. First and foremost, so that we can live it. We have to know it before we can live it. And then also so that we can defend it. Because there are so many misconceptions out there, so many lies out there about our faith. How about the one that came out this past week? Did you hear in the news? It was reported in most secular news outlets that the Holy Father, Pope Benedict, changed the teaching of the Church on the use of condoms. That's a lie. He did no such thing. We have to know our faith so that we can recognize those lies and help others to recognize them as well. And finally, what am I doing to stay in good spiritual health? aside from coming to Mass every week? Am I giving at least as much time to God in prayer every day as I give to text messaging my friends? It's 
It's a good question for the teenagers, although it's not exclusively for them. A lot of adults text all the time as well, sometimes by necessity. You need to. Am I giving at least as much time to God every day in prayer and scripture reading as I give to surfing the internet or playing video games or doing my other acts of recreation? And what am I going to do with my time during this holy season of Advent? Is this season only going to be about shopping and wrapping gifts and getting together with my friends, none of which is bad, those are good things. But is that all it's going to be about? Or am I also going to take some concrete steps during the next four weeks to try to grow closer to the Lord? To the Lord who sent His Son into this world out of love for me, to die for me, to pay the price for my sins. On that note, we have a great Advent opportunity for growth coming up in just two weeks. We're blessed to be having a day of recollection here on Saturday, December 11th, from 8 to 3, with Marty Rotella. Marty is an awesome Catholic Christian musician who also has some great things to say. So if you want to hear some great music and be built up in spirit to prepare for Christmas, make plans to be here. Make some time. Do not expect the time to magically appear, especially during these four weeks. They are very busy, as we all know. Make some time. There's more information on that event in today's bulletin. And what about the Sacrament of Reconciliation? Will I take some serious time during the next few weeks to examine my conscience? Honestly, thoroughly, and then will I make the time to get to confession? I will say this, we're off to a great start here at St. Pius. I heard a lot of confessions late yesterday, more than I usually hear on this particular weekend of the year. So we're off to a good start. Hopefully that will continue. Listen again to the words of St. Paul in today's second reading. He says, brothers and sisters, you know the time. Again, this reference to time. It is the hour now for you to wake from sleep. That also applies if you've fallen asleep during this homily. Time to wake up. For our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. You know what? Here's something else to think about. Our salvation is also nearer right now than it was at the beginning of this Mass. We're all closer to the end. The night is advanced, the day is at hand. Let us then throw off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us conduct ourselves properly as in the day, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in promiscuity and lust, not in rivalry and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the desires of the flesh. I am sure, I am sure that Jesus Christ is speaking directly to some people in this church right now through the words of that passage of Scripture. Especially those among us who have been away from the Sacrament of Reconciliation for many years. You know, way back in the 4th century, in the 300s, a man named Augustine in North Africa heard the words I just read to you, those very words, not in English, he heard them in Latin, and they literally changed his life. After living a lifestyle for many years, about 30, that Hugh Hefner would definitely have been proud of and approved of, Augustine made the most important decision he would ever make, the decision to take the time to repent and to make room in his heart for God. And that's why we call him today 
not Augustine, but St. Augustine, Doctor of the Church. Very few have been given that title. Augustine, St. Augustine is one of them. Finally, he put his time to good use. May all of us learn to do the same thing, not only during this season of Advent, but every day of the year. Dear Lord, we ask you today to give us the grace that we need every day to use our time well, to use our time wisely, so that whenever the end comes for us, we will be ready, ready for a life with you, not in time, but in eternity. Amen.